Thanks for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I am your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, gathering insight, inspiration, what really drives and motivates these top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, uh, what really separates them from everybody else in the industry and what I like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and featured titan for today, Tom Lazaro. Tom, thanks so much for being on the show. You got it, Larry. Great. Oh, yeah, Jerry, Larry, Gary. <laughs> See how this is already going, everybody? Already with <laughs> this is good. But seriously, Tom, thanks so much for being on the show. I, I know everybody out there is super excited about gathering the information just from your mind and your reputation. So just like we always do, kind of go through the series of questions, give everybody out there who's watching a window into who Tom really is. So you ready to... Wow, that's a that's a deep topic there, but I will I will give my best. I'm very very flattered to be here. Thank you for this. Uh, awesome, Tom. Seriously, awesome. it's an honor, seriously, to have you here. So let's um, let's dive into it as far as just introducing yourself. So tell everybody a little bit about Tom. Tom, Tom, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, couldn't you couldn't pay me to live there again? I love it here. It's way too much. The Colorado Springs is awesome. Wow. Um, so I was in the Air Force out here. So uh, I was in the Air Force from here from ninety to ninety five. Okay. And uh, uh, got out uh, because I couldn't make rank due to a Clinton cutback kind of thing. And it was uh, yeah, I was I was going to be stuck at E four for like eight years. Um, but, and I was enjoying life, so it was a it was a shame back then. But life takes you in a different direction, and that's just how it works. Absolutely. So uh, uh, so uh, dove back into college and got my degree in industrial design, which is like a marriage of art and engineering. It's d designing cups and anything you can think of, chairs, uh, anything that has a form or or a shape. But and then you hand it off to the engineer. They actually turn it into something. Oh, yeah. So um, I never worked one day in that field because uh, after after college, moved back here with my with my family. I say back here because I was at Peterson Air Force Base from okay. ninety to ninety three of that. Okay. So we all vowed like, hey, Colorado Springs is a pretty cool place, a real nice place. Beats Chicago, uh, crime, traffic, all that, all because the, the food though, do, do miss the food. Ah, um, good pizza pie. Uh, yeah. Pizza pie, it's the Italian beefs and I start talking like this, you uh, don't want me to talk like, anyway. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, so, uh, so moved here in 99 and um, uh, how did I get, how did I become a realtor? Well, yeah. uh, I, I fell back on my uh, engineering drawing, that's that's what I did in the in the Air Force while I was trying to, trying to find a job. So industrial design, there were three jobs in Denver mm. Uh, when I first moved here, and I didn't move to Colorado Springs so I can go drive to Denver every day, so that was uh, that wasn't going to happen. Right. And Makes so, um, but I, actually, this is a weird weird story, but I'm happy to share it. All right. Um, uh, uh, an old engineer buddy of mine back at Peterson Air Force Base, who I bumped into because he didn't go anywhere, got me involved with Amway. And no, Amway. this is not going to be the next 20 minutes where I'm selling you on Amway. <laughs> it's about uh, it's about that um, he got me involved built a dream for me. So he was a dream builder. He got that into my head. He goes, you can make unlimited amount of money wow. if you do it right. And I'm like, so I just clicked. And so I bought all the tapes. I went to all the classes. Went to, I mean, I hit this thing hard, hard, wow. hard, hard. And one of the biggest things that they actually teach is to not be afraid of people or the phone. Okay. So doing the Amway sales training was probably the biggest leap for me to then go into re Real estate, and I'll explain how I got there sure, too. Yeah. So for 18 months, going back to the Amway thing, hit that so hard, and I was beating my head against the wall. I had sponsored three people, which is nothing, okay. um, even though I worked it very, very hard. 
and the person who I kept trying to bring into the Amway family became was my first broker. And he finally just cracked and said, Tom, put this stuff away. Go get your license. Come work for me. He says, you're great with people. You're an honest guy. You're a nice guy. You like to talk to people. You're going to make a killing. You know, you want to make unlimited money. You can do that here, too. And you're going to sell a product that people actually want. And, and so, and truly yeah, hello, everybody needs a roof over the head. Not yeah. everybody needs uh, Amway. And I'm not disparaging Amway. I'm just saying it is a, it's a valid business and a valid model and everything. It just, it wasn't working for me. Right. So I did that. And I actually, uh, that does, the, the inside scoop is that I, I called that guy two days later and I said, did you mean what you said? And mm -hmm. after a night at the bar, he goes, what did I say? I said, you, <laughs> you wanted me to get my license and come work for you. He goes, oh, yeah, 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 go and do it. And I did. So wow. four months later, have while I was taking my licensing test, right. so that was a whole other other new change in uh, in my life. And I just showed up the first day of work, and I said, "What do I do?" And he hands me a pile of leads that he got from his website. He goes, "He said you're not afraid of the phone. Call him." And that's all I did. Started calling people, right. closed my first two deals next next month, and that I never looked back. That's insane, Tom. And I th I think that everything happens for a reason and I love that you put it out there that it, there's nothing wrong with the Amway model or whatever's going on it yeah. just wasn't right for you yeah. and everybody out there needs to find their vessel or whatever takes them to Absolutely. the direction they want to um, so let's dive a little deeper into your progression through your career because Tom you've been doing this for a while and you have a lot of knowledge and background in the industry so from that point at the beginning to where you're at now can you give everybody a little bit of timeline sure I mean, nothing crazy but just a little no bit uh, I don't mind sharing that, that, uh, that at all so uh, my first broker with uh, it's not Abelard everybody gets gets those mixed up but it, yeah Abelard like uh, the ancient uh, English anyway oh. so um, so I was with him for the first two and a half years of my career, and I credit him. I give him all the credit for getting me into the business, having wow. faith in me, and uh, and also teaching me the ropes. And so he was a very much by the book business guy. Okay. So if I ever saw anybody waver or cut corners or do something just blatantly wrong, I knew that 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 was the wrong way because he taught me the right way of doing things. Wow. And so again, I give him tons of tons of credit on that. Uh, I was wooed by another large name, I don't mind saying, uh, uh, Keller Williams. Sure. And uh, and they said, hey, you need to take your career to the next level. And tried that for a year. It just it wasn't a fit for me. Okay. Uh, but I had moved on because I was pulled um, by a um, an investment group that uh, that wanted me to run their real estate division of investing. So. And it's mainly stockbrokers and lawyers is who uh, who they were, yeah, but they understood the power of real estate. And a lot of these people don't. I, uh, honestly, they just they, they have their blinders on. It's the stock market, and, and you know that's wow. it. So I actually began to pool money and buy fix and flips. Uh, I'll just say it. We had a falling out, so I did that for a year, and then I broke off. So I had my managing brokers. I actually got my managing brokers license while I was at Avalon because I'd run the office when he went away on vacation. So I was running an office at twenty uh, agents in my first, you know, couple of years. Uh, it wasn't my office, but he had the faith in me to, you know, do that. Sure. So already had that license, broke off. Uh, so we were mom and pop. My, my and my, my wife became a realtor one year in in to it as well. So I drug okay. her into this world. Right. And um, um, she's still a realtor as well. Um, so where did I leave? Okay, so we became Performance Plus Realty. So I was known for having these, uh, you know, deep blue signs out there that I built the graphic and everything just had them printed. And we did that for five and a half years. Wow. While I was doing that, I began to cultivate my REO business. Hmm. And um, so just started 
uh, you know, talking with certain banks and then getting my feet in the door and then talking with more banks and more banks and more banks. And the funny thing is when you look at the market now, there's like five banks left. Back then there were 30, 40, 50 bank clients you could have. There's not those numbers anymore. So it's a totally different world. Okay. Uh, so I began to cultivate that. Um, and when, as the market began to, t so I was doing this when the market was hot. So in 2004, people weren't thinking about REO. It's just, right. you know, things got climbing, climbing. That's when I got my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, one of my mottos is look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite, you know, to find out. Yeah. Did you hear that? Everybody out there. <laughs> that's huge advice. Yeah. Seriously. That's one of my, my favorite things. And that's exactly what I did. And so got my feet in the, the right door. So as the market turned and other agents tried to do it, it was already closed. Okay. So... Um, so I wanted to know what is the next phase of my business. Our, in 2009 and 10, I was crazy, closing a crazy amount of deals. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, but I'm always, always looking for what's the next phase of my business. Right. And it was introduced to me, uh, the sell state model. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was in a bunch of other REO brokers out there, and we, a lot of us jumped in on it. And, um, and I believe in the model to this day. I'm still here, even though I sold the brokerage this year, mm -hmm. uh, which was a great thing. Carrie's an awesome leader, and um, sure. uh, so uh, life is Good, but you know, I saw so I ran this office for nine years, mm -hmm. and it was quite the experience. I'll just say, it definite pluses, minuses, highs, highs, lows with any business. Sure. And um, and I'll tell you, you, I learned a lot more things about people and skills, and um, it was it was it was an amazing run. But I'm done with that run, and now I'm actually revamping my REO uh, business model okay. uh, and making sure that that is ready to go because that next wave is coming. So we're not going to talk about a whole market update here. Is we're to, not. No. Not that kind of show, <laughs> no. everybody. But, uh, but the next crash is around the corner. And it, and that's that should be obvious to people because real estate always goes up and down. Right. And if that downturn is you know coming. And we may hit really hard here only, only because we spike so hard. Right. And that's possible because you know it's cyclical, like you said. Exactly. I mean, it goes up and down, but there are trends that you can right. follow. And if you're paying attention to the data out there, it, it's black and white. Yep. It really is. So, uh, okay, Tom. Well, that was a really good background into kind of what got you into the business and, and sure. your, your time frame into it. So what is essentially your why? I mean, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What makes you do what you do as long as you've done it to the level that you do it at? For the first, I don't know how, how many years of being in this business, as I said, I was driven by money. I'm just okay. like, you know, sure. as, a, as a young kid, it's like, you can make unlimited money was a line that was actually told to me. You can make as much money as you need to or want to. Right. I'm like, great, I'm, I have my own drive, I can do this. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I did to the point that I wanted to take, I mean, I, what, what, what I learned really quick, or at least I hope I did, was uh, the balance of money and time. Okay. You know, don't work yourself into the ground and then you have no time for yourself or your family or all these kind of things. And that's one of the hardest things I think every business owner has or independent business owner or independent broker. Uh, so my why used to be money. Now my why is time. Okay. My why is time with my wife, uh, time for us to, to travel, time to hang out at the house and do nothing. Uh, that you you know time is the most precious thing that there is time and water that's about it uh, so if you don't have those two things that's you're in a, in a bad bad spot right. my goal in life is not to be filthy rich right I want that perfect balance where I still have income coming in but I have plenty of time to do the things I want to do I think that that's a beautiful uh, testament to the industry of itself because you can make the money that you want to make mm -hmm. but then have that potential balance of time and I think that as you've aged and matured in your career and your mindset you realize hey it isn't all about the money I mean right. money's great the more you make the more you can give the more you can support but that money allows you for that number one commodity to 
which is time. Mm -hmm. You can never get back. Um, so I think that that's really important for everybody to get out there. Um, hopefully they're listening to that portion is trying to find that balance and getting after it. Um, that's a really, really good why, Tom. No, thanks. And that's a personal thing for everybody sure. because when I was, you know, single, hey, I did, I had nothing to do but try to make money, right. which was, I was glad to do that. But then I had a wife and I had other new hobbies and things I want to do. I'm like, okay, I need to tone it down, down a bit, sure. but that's personal for everybody. You have to figure that out. And I, I don't think somebody can instill that in you. You have to have to figure that that one out for you. Right. I mean you can take advice or planting oh, a seed, but you gotta cultivate it and grow that right. in your own in your own life. So let let's talk about that because I think that was really good advice for a lot of the professionals that are watching. So let's tail into that sure. right now. So if you could go back on your career thus far and take a look at what you've done and what you've accomplished, if there was something that you added or, or adjusted in your career that took it from one level to the next, what does that look like for you, Tom, and anybody out there who's hmm. watching? You know? The ARIO was a real, real big thing. When I began to get my first ARIO, I was, again, I was looking for the next phase. What was my next phase of my, my business life going okay. to be? I didn't know that it was going to be ARIO because ARIO just began to ramp up really hard for me. Right. Uh, I was actually beginning to take my um, CCIM courses, I think, that is for a commercial broker. Okay. And I'm like, the next phase is bigger money. And so that's what I was, I was beginning to, you know, uh, walk down that path. Right. Took the first course of it, uh, did did well, did did find, learned a lot. But I didn't. I think it was a it was a four course, you know, uh, that you, you take. I didn't take the next three because my already, you know, I, I had to make a choice. I, there was no way I was going to do both wow. because I realized right uh, then and there time. And so Aria was already proven itself. I didn't have to myself from the ground commercial license, if you will, or right. that, that knowledge. So, just so as far as, um, you know, what was the next phase was building that REO. Okay. I mean, the other, the other thing that I've always done is make sure that my clients were taken care of. And I know that every single wants to say that. You know, that, oh yeah, I, I did really, I, I did a good job. And, you know, uh, that they, you know, like me and, you know send, me, send me business. I think there's people that say it, people that do it. Besides me, that do it. Right. I'm just saying we, we are blessed, and this is not an arrogant thing to say. We are blessed to say that without even trying or marketing, we just have a decent flow of coming in because okay. we've taken such of other people. And, so. and that's a, not to cut you off. No, that, please. Tom, but I have a point to make for everybody, all the professionals out there, that speaks for itself. If you're having that repeat business come back, you've done it well, and for them to refer you or to come back to you. So that's that's a big testament. So I think you hit it right. A lot of people say it. I think there's less people that do it. So that's another big reason why I like consider you a titan is because of the, what you do with your people, and they come back, and they really, really understand your brand, and they become more than just clients, right? I mean, you're not looking at it straight as a paycheck. Maybe at the beginning, you were looking at this to capitalize, but as time goes on, your your why changes, your clients change, oh, yeah. and the family. So that's that's really cool yeah. stuff. And I have tons of past clients that are now friends that I hang that we hang out with all the time. So I guess that kind of helps, you know. Yeah. And it's not a, a you know forced thing. It's not a, a fake thing, right? You know, some people I never hear from again, and there's others that are, are my close friends, and they just keep feeding anybody that they know to me, which I appreciate. Everybody, thank you. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, that's great, Tom. Going into that, um, you know, kind of going to the next question into that because I think that everybody got a good window into you. Let's go a little deeper. Uh oh, here we go. Yeah, because this is where it gets tricky, everybody. So when the uh, when the challenges hit our way, that's what really separates us from everybody else. When it's, it's smooth sailing, it's easy street, right? Sure. So if you could look back on your time frame in your life 
if there was a challenge that you dealt with that you became a stronger man after overcoming it for Tom Lazaro? Something that not everybody knows about me. And right. You probably didn't even know I was going to share this, but I actually grew up, I'd say from maybe age four on, something okay. like that. The real bad stuttering problem. I mean, really bad. No, to well, where I, I couldn't even talk. I mean, just couldn't get a full... Uh, coherent thought out, you know, so going through school and high school, going through speech class and stuff was like an absolute nightmare, you know, having to deal with those things. So um, it wasn't until many years later, because I actually took some speech uh, therapy okay. back, uh, I want to say uh, freshman year, sophomore year of high school. Okay. And um, I realized what she was trying to teach me as far as techniques and different things, I'm not going to go into all that, but, okay. uh, and then I began to implement it. I'm like, I'm in a, a sales business. I have to be able to speak to people. Right. If I can't speak, I can't communicate, I can't, I'm not going to make any money. It's going to be So fun. I knew that I had to conquer that, I mean, full full force. Wow. And so, well, yeah, every now and then you'll catch me tripping over words, I tend to talk very, very fast when I'm excited, agitated. I know, I know, I know, I know, and I'm trying not to on the table here <laughs> in my crazy Italian way. So, um, so it'll it'll rear its head every now and then, but it's not anywhere where it used to be. Wow. So I wouldn't have made it 18 years in the biz if I couldn't talk to people. So, but that was probably one of my biggest personal challenges to have to deal with. That's huge, and and I've known you for years, Tom. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I don't think that ever came up in a conversation. Just may not have, sure. Um, and I, I think that that's a really good, uh, you know, advisory to everybody who's watching this is looking at you or listening to you, you'd have no idea. But you dealt with that challenge from a very young age. And I think that the continued echoed nature in all the Titan episodes is that no matter what the challenge is, mm -hmm. you take action to make corrections, you do the best you can, and you move forward. You don't yeah. let it defeat you. You, right. you didn't have to say courses, classes, you could have given up and you could have, you know, been in a completely different career mm -hmm. path and a life path just for that one stated reason. Right. It's not easy. I mean, public speaking in the best case of scenarios with a good audience and a well, you know, scripted or all that stuff with body language, mm -hmm. it's hard enough. But imagine having a speech issue or anything like that. I can only imagine what you dealt with. So it was, it was very tough. Yeah. It was, uh, humbling too. Okay. So, um, and maybe that added to actual, uh, I, I, when I, I talk with somebody on this, they're like, you know what, it's a, because it's a humbling thing, it made you look more honest too. So there was an angle to that that actually may have worked mm -hmm. uh, when, as, as I was trying to you know, conquer it. Sure. Uh, but also, you know, it was, like I said, it will rear its head every now and then, and I, just, I, I, I go through phases. Right. But uh, it's okay. It's, it's, it's part of me. It's repressed in a good way. Wow. Um, and so um, and uh, life goes on. So, no, everything's fine. That's huge. Well, Tom, seriously, thanks for sharing. Because it's not easy, <laughs> you know, airing out your laundry out for everybody. It's all good. So, um, that's super cool. And, and hopefully that resonates with a lot of professionals out there or just individuals who are watching. We all have issues. We all have problems. Um, you know, take that as, hey, let's just conquer it. Let's move forward. And don't let anything stop you or slow you down. Yeah. And obviously, you didn't, Tom. So that's really, really good. Well, I had to um, if I was going to make it work. That's right, just it. Right. So um, let's go into a slightly softer question sure. for everybody out there just to kind of go through that. So one of my favorite questions is if you could travel back in time. Uh, and if you could give your younger self a piece of advice or two, personally, professionally, what would you say to younger Tom? I would probably learn my people skills as early on as possible. That would that would be reasonable. I mean, that, okay. that is 10 years old the age, is 15 years old the age. Sure. Uh, I may not appreciate that. I think everything boils down to people. 
when you become a master of other people, and I don't mean dominating, I mean when yeah. you're master of conversation, master of uh, helping, uh, uh, when, you, when you know people, you can do anything. And, and that's not just sales. I mean, the, um, I'm impressed by this guy who actually greets you at a Popeye's over on Austin Bluffs. I don't know if you've ever been to the Popeye's over there. There's a guy that comes and greets you and, he's, and he says, hey, sir, how you doing? All that? And that guy always sticks in my mind. And because he's there, he's friendly, he's helping you out if, if you need something. You, when you have an effect on other people, mm -hmm. then that's when you can reap the rewards as, wow. as well. So when, if, you, if you have the negative angle of that where you're constantly scamming people or hurting people right that can that that builds up too so sure. it can it can hurt you in the in the same same way so ma mastering people I would say I would have done it a lot more early on wow. in my life and, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned that for all different industries it's communication it I is. mean real estate is a people business no doubt no, but no doubt. the entire world is revolved around people people yeah. say it's money it's people it's not money Without people, there's no right. need for the money. So I, I think that understanding communication skills, interaction, engagement, um, what I love that you said was giving, helping others. I, I think that that's really important for everybody to really look at. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. I know that young Tom would appreciate that. Whether he'd listen to it or not is another Exactly. It's like, what age would it be <laughs> relevant? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. So I think that that's good takeaways for everybody else is just really understand. I had a conversation earlier today, and it was on a similar vein of, you know, when it comes to communication skills, that's really where all of the, the future growth is into mm -hmm. business and anything. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the youth, and I'm not trying to stereotype, but they're stuck on computers and tablets, yeah. smartphones, and there's not as much of this happening as there should be. Absolutely. So the people who are really staying engaged with that, eye to eye, belly to belly, mm -hmm. really, you know, in the community, they're the ones who are taking the lion's share of any business because it revolves around people, mm -hmm. not the people who are tapping on a keyboard or on a smartphone. No. So I think that that's a really good takeaway for anybody who's watching this. Um, okay, so cool. Now let's go into the mind feeding phase, what you're feeding your mind, your brain. Oh boy. Um, you know, when it comes down to books you might be reading mm -hmm. uh, now or in the past, or podcasts you're listening to, influencers on social media, or um, any coaches or anything along those lines, mm -hmm. motivational speakers. So, what are you feeding your mind, Tom, or what have you? Ever since this last election, I've become very political, so I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go into that. Uh -oh, that here, is, we it's a here we go. Here we go. It's a passion of mine. Uh, to debate with others in a, a friendly format sure. and then try to try to get down to what the truth is, but it's hard when there's fake news on all kinds of angles coming at you. So you're trying to just d deal with that. So that's been a huge uh, time eater of mine, okay. yeah. honestly. Uh, but going back, um, and I'm not much of a uh, fiction writer, a huge Lord of the Rings fan, as you know. Uh, yes, so yes. that is that that part of the world. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a blast. Okay. Uh, but going back into my career, who um, you know, I read tons of in um, investment books, business books, real, uh, real estate books. Okay. Um, how to how to flip homes, how to help others uh, flip homes. Perfect. But the one author who I think I've owned all the books at least up to a certain point was uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I don't yeah. know. Have you ever oh, read, gosh, read his yeah. books? Okay, so yeah. I have the the top five. I can't think of them all. You know, Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, Sales Dogs. I mean, there's a, a bunch of them. They hit on different topics, um, but they're all about self improvement. And he uses the whole point of the of the title of Rich Dad Poor Dad, as you know, is that his own dad didn't pay attention to opportunities or things that uh, that that could bring wealth to the family or to buy more time right. uh, whereas his best friend's dad did do all those things and he worked smart not hard right. and so he would compare both both dads as was the whole point <laughs> of that but 
like I said, Robert has a bunch of offshore business, um, not opportunities, but how to look for those opportunities. So it was a well-rounded, you know, series for me. And I read those early on in my career, and I would say that really rounded my my motivation and thinking. Okay. Yeah. And have you ever heard him speak? Or yes, once. Well? Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, because he does a lot of, uh, you know, speeches. Yeah, or, traveling you know, seminars. Yeah, stuff, so right. that's that's really good yes. stuff. And I, I know that uh, there's a lot of professionals in my career that I've had those conversations mm-hmm. about Robert, and they speak volumes mm-hmm. uh, for sure. So he's definitely a, uh, a good guy that way. So um, any other thoughts with that as, as far as, you know, reading books, podcasts, um, you know, influencers at all? If not, you're good. Well, no, I want to share the one line that I, that has stuck with me. I probably saw him 13 years ago. Okay, it was the only time, and this is when I was, I was had 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 a budding uh, real estate career. And he says, "Yeah, most of my wealth is tied up in real estate. Most wealthy people out there, that's where their money is." Mm-hmm. And he says, "I always just laugh every time somebody says, so how's the real estate market doing?'" And he says, "I don't care." He says, "Whether it's going up or down, I'm making money." And and and, and I, I'm gonna. Expand on that more, yeah. but he's like, as long as it's not stagnant and flat, I'm gonna make a buck. So you just have to know what to do or tie into those who know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, and that that stuck with me to this day because I I have that line so many times because real estate does go up and down. I don't remember a time it ever did just go flat. Right. Maybe in a certain microcosm area for a short period of time, but okay. real estate's a very volatile thing. Those are those are wise words to live by for mm-hmm. sure and there's a lot of professionals out there that they get that they yeah. really do and the average consumer they might not but it, there's a lot of truth mm-hmm. to that with the real estate market and the wealth that's in there up or down you know it's it's there so um, okay well I will definitely link those in the comments section below as far as you know different books for Robert sure. Kiyosaki and all those things so everybody can follow along with what Tom has fed his mind with uh, when it comes down to it so this has been fantastic tons of information and great wealth and knowledge and nuggets for everybody out there so we'll wrap it up with this Tom last question that we got going on so if you could take a look at yourself and your brand and you as a man as a professional if you could sum it up into a mantra or a quote that you live by um, one two or three however many you want what does that look like for you and your brand I think it was is it a quote by the Marines it's the adapt and overcome you have to change with what the world is feeding you Mm -hmm. so when the, so like with the last crash, the market took, right before the crash, we had, I think, close to 6,000 agents, or we were over 5,000 5, wow. at the very least. In one year, we had, for two years, we dropped under 2,000. Mm-hmm. That kind of proves how many people weren't very serious about the career, too. I, sure. uh, but when you can adapt and overcome, again, the market crash, okay, so what? There's ways to make money. There's ways to to um, to adapt and, and work with with that market so between changing with the market between having to adapt and overcome a stuttering problem sure if you don't change if you know no matter what the world throws at you then you're then you're destined to uh, fail so you have to keep on changing you have to keep evolving wow this is a deep conversation that we're having out here i mean this is so good tom i mean it really really sums up everything that you are and as a man representing brand in the community so 
Um, again, thanks so much for being on the show. I want to officially dub you a real estate titan. You awesome. definitely are a friend. So thank you, thanks. Greg. No, it's been an I honor. I remember your name this time. Oh gosh, Chad, <laughs> Joe, whatever <laughs> it ends like up that. being, who knows? Who knows? But uh, thanks everybody so much for taking the time and your attention on this episode. Uh, really, really appreciate that. Again, every, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoons, a different titan, a different location. Uh, so I just want to thank you again, and we'll catch you guys on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.